Dobrodan from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Serbia update from the 31st of January 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. Last week, President Aleksandar Vucic announced that representatives of the EU and US told him that if Serbia did not accept the Franco-German proposal for future relations with Kosovo, its EU integration process will be halted and investments will be blocked. Because of his dissatisfaction with what Serbia would gain from the proposal, Vucic said he wanted to end the meeting early with EU and US representatives that happened the week prior to the announcement, but couldn't after he was told the consequences Serbia would face. These included comprehensive political and economic measures that will cause great damage to the country. Vucic did not give more details about the Franco-German proposal, which has never been made public in full. Similarly to Vucic, Kosovo's Prime Minister Albin Kurti also received warnings from the U.S., Kurti announced on Friday the 27th that the American embassy in Kosovo warned him about the possibility of reduced support from the West if Kosovo is not constructive in relation to the negotiations with Serbia. The American embassy in Pristina will organize a meeting on January 31st, which will discuss the creation of the community of municipalities with a Serbian majority in Kosovo. However, Kurti was not invited. Speaking about the Franco-German proposal for the normalization of Kosovo-Serbia relations, Kurti said that it was not presented to him in the form of a take-it-or-leave-it, but as a platform for further discussion. He also said that he expects an intensive dialogue with Serbia in order to reach an agreement before the deadline, which is March 2023. Since the beginning of Russia's invasion of Ukraine in 2022, the Serbian government granted three times as many Serbian citizenships to Russians than in the previous year. Of the 84 foreign citizens who received Serbian citizenship in 2022, Almost two-thirds are Russian. Since the beginning of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, a large number of Russian citizens have started coming to Serbia. This was particularly intensified after the 21st of September, when Vladimir Putin announced a partial mobilization of the country. Because of all this, not only has the number of Russians who have been granted citizenship by the government increased in Serbia, but also the number of Russian companies that have registered their business in Serbia has increased significantly. But Serbia's stance on Russia might change. On Wednesday the 25th, Foreign Minister Ivica Tacic hinted for the first time that Belgrade might change course and impose sanctions on Russia. In an interview with Euroactive, a pan-European news portal, Tacic explained that Serbia condemns the violation of Ukraine's territorial integrity, but added that imposing sanctions to Russia is a matter that concerns Serbia's political and economic interests. President Vucic has vehemently opposed sanctioning Moscow for its offensive in Ukraine, often stressing that Serbia imports all of its oil and gas from Russia, but has come under growing pressure from the West to change his stance. In another sign that the narrative about Russia and Serbia may be shifting, Serbian Prime Minister Anna Brnovic spoke at a launch event of the Euroactive Serbia in Belgrade on Wednesday the 25th about the, quote, Russian aggression against Ukraine, end quote a wording Serbia previously did not use. In other news, Belgrade Mayor Aleksandar Sapic faces criticism after failing to report to Serbia's Agency for the Prevention of Corruption, a villa he bought in 2018 in Trieste. While Sapic's ownership of the villa is visible in the Italian Cadastre, it is not listed in the Property and Income Register of the Serbian Agency for the Prevention of Corruption, to which public officials are required to report all changes in their property status. In 2022, the Council of Europe's Group of States Against Corruption urged Serbia to develop measures on corruption prevention 
covering explicitly persons with top executive functions. To this day, Serbia is fighting political corruption with its higher-ups, such as ministers and mayors, failing to obey the law. Now for some environmental news. Australian-Serbian actress-turned-activist and campaigner Bojana Novakovic has become involved in Serbia's growing eco-movement, which is currently focused on stopping the controversial lithium mining project of global mining giant Rio Tinto. Novakovic has become a main force of the Get Off the Drina campaign, which opposes the Yadar lithium mine. According to her, the Serbian industry needs to adapt and adjust to already existing resources and create a sustainable system of resource extraction instead of lithium mining. Last week, we mentioned severe flooding in Serbia, and unfortunately, the situation has not gotten better since. Ratko Ristic, a professor of the Faculty of Forestry in Belgrade, said that Serbia has not sufficiently rehabilitated the highest parts of the river basins where torrential flood waves are generated. He pointed out that such rehabilitation would require between 30 and 60 million dollars per year, and that the risk of flooding would be significantly reduced. Ristic said that local governments should implement rules related to communal order. This includes the passing of laws for strict observance of the urban order that deal with the demolition of all illegally built structures in order to keep that space free for the passage of large amounts of water. Speaking of the environment, in mid-December, the Serbian government accepted the Air Protection Program, which is a program that defines measures and activities aimed at helping municipal authorities in the development of air quality plans. This program covers the period from 2022 to 2030. One of the measures that will be implemented this year is the replacement of the oldest diesel-powered vehicles with newer ones that pollute the environment less. This will be financed from the country's budget, and each individual driving a diesel car will receive over $2,100 to cover the expenses. Now, on to some health updates. About 3,800 COVID-19 cases were confirmed and around 30 people have died this week. Compared to last week, the number of confirmed cases has decreased by about 500. The Ministry of Health in Serbia has confirmed that it is monitoring pharmacies due to the shortage of medicine for diabetes. The reason is that the diabetes drug, semaglutide, or Ozempic as it is better known, has been bought in Serbia in recent months as a means of losing weight. Doctors warn of the consequences of abusing the drug, including metabolic disorders, and people suffering from diabetes ask healthy people to leave it to those who need it. Bojana Markovic, the president of Blue Circle, the Association for the Fight Against Diabetes in Belgrade, said that Ozempic and other diabetes drugs were popularized in Hollywood after various celebrities and influential people have announced that they use this drug for weight loss. Moving on, in the past four years, the airport Konstantin the Great in Niche has canceled 14 plane routes. However, the last cancellation of the Niche-Milan route that was confirmed two weeks ago has had the most impact on Serbian travelers, since Niche was in that way connected to the base of Ryanair, a low-cost flying company which flies to 97 destinations from there. Four years ago, the assembly of the city of Niche made a decision that the Niche airport should be handed over to the state for management. Since then, Ryanair canceled its flights to Bratislava, Dusseldorf, and Berlin, and left only three of its routes. Similarly, the state-owned Air Serbia has cancelled subsidized flights to as many as nine cities, including Rome and Budapest. On a more positive note, Novak Djokovic lifted the 2023 Australian Open trophy with a victory over Stefanos Tsitsipas on Sunday the 29th. He has spent a record 373 weeks as world number one throughout his career. Djokovic said after the match that this has been one of the most difficult tournaments 
considering the circumstances of being deported last year and after suffering a leg injury. The reason for his deportation was that he was not vaccinated against COVID-19, but he was allowed back in Australia after the country relaxed its vaccine restrictions. Djokovic went on to say that this was the biggest win in his career. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at rorschach.com. Todalien yeg zvogum! Thank you.